0: Hmm? Ah! Oh. Go. Hi, Deho, you boys and girls out there in Podcast Land. Before we get started, make a note to stick after the end credits because there's a special offer for all you one-man and one-woman band filmmakers out there. You won't want to miss it. Also, our sponsor, Song Freedom, has a new set of songs in their site from the group Allegra. They have a great mix of light and airy sounds, perfect for corporate, nonprofit, or event video work. The song you're hearing right now is by them. And when you sign up for a new Song Freedom account at songfreedom.com radio, you get a free standard Go Level license worth $30. When you support our sponsors, you support the show. And speaking of show, let's get on with it. many professional videographers who get started in this business, I got my start shooting weddings. And my first big wedding, I mean big as in 600 people big, was within my first few months as a wedding videographer. As such, I shut the whole thing alone, all by myself. Like nobody to help me. Not even my daughter dressed up in all black and pretending to be my production assistant. Just little old me. Now, if I thought planning and shooting a 600-person wedding all by myself was a logistical nightmare, that was nothing compared to the years in the late 2000s when I shot the WPPI Expo all by myself.
1: I'll defend you from the monster.
0: WPPI is the Wedding and Portrait Photographers International Convention, one of the largest in the world for professional photographers, at the time, with over 10,000 attendees from around the world descending on Las Vegas, Nevada for a week of seminars, classes, and parties galore. And there was little old me, running around with a Sony PD150, a Sennheiser G2 wireless mic, and a Steady Tracker, all by my lonesome, again. Even now, a majority of the project I shoot, I shoot alone. They say that filmmaking is a collaborative endeavor, and it absolutely is. But for tens of thousands of professional filmmakers who make a living shooting small commercial jobs, weddings, or events, there is no dedicated DP, no sound guy or girl, no director, grips, or producer. It's just one man or woman, a camera, a set of lenses, some mics, and a relatively portable lighting setup. This week on the show, we're gonna look at the lives and work of a few filmmakers who fit the bill of either one man, one woman band, or a Jack and Jill of all trades. My hope is that if you're such an individual, you'll be inspired and encouraged to embrace your one-person autonomy and not let it hinder you from doing amazing work. My name is Ron Dawson, and this is Radio Film School, A Filmmaker's Journey. Everything. I end every main episode of the show with, if the story sucks, I don't care what you shot it with. It means it's not the gear, but it's the talent and his or her ability to tell a well-crafted story that truly matters. And there is one filmmaker I spoke with this past season who truly exemplifies that sentiment. And I mean in the most positive way.
2: So, you know, people are like, well, if you can afford a better camera, why don't you use it? And my answer to that is, you know, define better.
0: That's Brandon Lee. Brandon is a multi-vimeo staff pick winner who shoots amazing visual documentaries of interesting people and cultures from around the world. And he does it with a combination of consumer and prosumer Sony cameras.
2: Most of the time now I shoot with uh, Sony, well with the Sony A7 series. I have an A7R2, I have an A7S, and uh, I also I actually just picked up an A6300, which is the brand new update to their A6000 line so they're mostly sony's uh, unless it's a gopro or you know some sort of specialty camera like that and I try to keep the camera small that's one of the main things you know if i'm trying to get candid which is my ultimate goal i want candid i want people to ignore the camera i want people to go about their daily business and give me that little glimmer of insight into what they're feeling at the moment if i'm going for that especially with people who are camera shy or people who are not familiar with cameras then the best camera is not the biggest fanciest camera because i'm a nomad i'm always traveling I have a limited amount of baggage I can carry with me. And when I'm out shooting subjects, you know, out in places where people, uh, when I'm out, you know, in unfamiliar environments, I don't want to stand out too much. I want to look like a tourist. I want to look like just another, like, schmo with a camera. So hopefully people will ignore me or not think too much of my presence. And if I walked out there with a, you know, a black magic Ursa or a a red, you know, dragon or something fully rigged up, looking like, you know, fucking Iron Man or something, then. (laughs) You know, it would be very attention-getting, which doesn't work for my style. You know, I don't want people mugging for the camera. I want them, I want to appear like you're just dropping in on, you know, like a narrative film where people don't, where there is a fourth wall and people don't break that fourth wall most of the time.
0: You've had, you know, some, you know, artistic success being able to shoot the kind of work you do like shooting. What advice would you give to the filmmakers who want to be able to do a particular genre of film whatever it is whether it's travel or documentary or some or whatnot
2: my first bit of advice would be just get outside of the house and shoot more and get outside of like that thing that you always shoot stop shooting that and film something else um, stop you know if you're spending a long time researching what lens you should buy on online. Instead of doing that, go out and shoot something that night. You know, get some friends together, or you know, take a day trip somewhere, or you know, find somebody who's an actor who wants to make a demo reel. Just find any excuse to shoot more and make more stuff, and try not to get caught up in worrying about uh, getting, you know, getting the perfect camera, or uh, getting financial support to do a big project, or finding somebody to distribute your thing. Like those things, those things will come once you have something that interests people. Once you have a product that is good. But to be a really good filmmaker, you have to just make film. Watching films is great, but it doesn't count. You got to go out and shoot.
0: If you haven't already seen Brandon's work, I encourage you to check out the blog post for this episode at daredreamer.fm. You'd swear you were looking at scripted shorts for some of his docs. You'll be inspired by what one lone person can do with a tiny camera. Whether you're working as a one-person band, or if you're leading a crew of 60, making movies and videos is rife with challenges. Even the simplest head-and-shoulder interview can turn into a logistical nightmare if the maintenance guy doesn't show up to let you into the building, or the admin for your client forgot to book the Mount Everest room so now you have to do your interview in the Ant Hill room that's a third the size and has a conference table in it that takes up 80% of the space. Well in Season 2 of the show, we wanted to tell the stories of filmmakers like you overcoming huge odds to accomplish your vision. If you have a story about the making of a film or video that you think would be great to feature on the show, shoot me an email at radiofilmschool at daredreamer.fm. Put my story in the subject line. If you're one of the first six people we pick, our sponsor, Song Freedom, will give you a free synchronization license for a Dream City Orchestra song. Dream City Orchestra has a terrific repertoire of cinematic and inspirational tunes like the one you're listening to now. Another way you can get a free song from Song Freedom is to go to songfreedom.com radio for the first time. When you sign up for a free account, you'll unlock your free standard go level license worth $30. Song Freedom has a huge library of songs from every genre. And they're your best source in the U.S. to license music for mainstream artists like Lumineers, American Authors, One Republic, Maroon 5, and more. That's songfreedom.com radio. We thank Song Freedom for their support.
2: I think photographers have an incredible ability to change anything. They could change the world. I mean, there's things that we could never see were it not for them. Well, if you want to be a photographer today, you need to stand out.
1: Just have to follow your heart and do what makes you happy, and, and taking
0: photos is what makes me the happiest. That's the promo for Adorama TV's web series Through the Lens, which follows the daily lives of high profile Instagrammers around the world. And the man behind the lens filming these photographers is another filmmaker I spoke with who is a fan of using smaller cameras like the Sony A7S. Uh,
3: they basically asked me to create content for them because. It was just retail before that.
0: That's Salvatore Dalia, or just Sal, as you can tell from his accent, Sal ain't from around these parts. An Italian filmmaker transplanted to New York, Sal was a freelancer turned full time when Adorama TV decided to hire him to shoot this series.
3: I didn't know that they didn't have um, a production, you know, company inside because mm-hmm. I, I I knew about Adorama TV, their you know tutorials, right, stuff right. like that. So I thought that they had a production house. But they were actually just, you know, paying uh, companies outside uh, to do content for them. So when I basically, you know, talked to them at the beginning, they hired me says, saying, you know, we don't actually have a production company, but we want you to start producing stuff for us. At the same time, help, uh, you know, our professional department for sales.
0: <laughs> so did you so, appro- did you approach them, like make a pitch or...
3: Yes, yes, yeah. I approached them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, not with Through the Lens, but with as a, as a filmmaker. Yeah. Saying, I, I can produce content for you.
0: Oh, smart. Um,
3: yeah, also because my, I mean, my background in, here in the U.S. is mostly uh, web. I was one of, like, the first ones doing original content on YouTube, web and viral videos.
0: Yeah. I, I like the fact that you approached Adorama. Like, you didn't wait for someone to come to you that you... Took the initiative to go out and do that i mean I, I really think that's something more small business filmmakers and video producers need to do in order you know to gen- make a living at this like you just can't wait around waiting for the phone to ring and
3: absolutely yeah uh, yeah uh, and i mean mostly my my let's say let's say my willing to switch from freelance to full-time was also because you know i recently had a baby so <laughs> I kind of like needed something more you know i I love the freelance life just because of the freedom and you know the fact that you can you know travel around do every day a different you know type of production and content, but at the same time, it's rough. <laughs> Everybody in the freelance world that you know that it's is very rough out there, especially here in New York,
0: yeah, and that's another topic I'm glad you brought up because you know I've talked about this in other podcasts before sometimes I think filmmakers who are freelancers like i think they feel like you have to start your own business or you have to own your own company um like to, and i don't know i think sometimes working for someone else is looked down upon sometimes um i don't know is that
3: is yeah as a freelancer i say that um It's not important to just do your own thing or to open your own company, but it's to build network. That's like the main um, element of the freelance, you know, uh, the freelancer in general It's just to build a big and strong network. So you know that uh, every two days you're going to get a call and you're going to get booked and, you know, you know that you're probably going to, you know, pick the type of connection that you want to have in the type of, you know. Type of production that you want to do uh, but it's all about network that's like the main
0: thing so you got the gig arama and then
3: yeah huh. so actually at the beginning when i had the idea um i just wanted to do like a a, a day in the life with photographers as a, a production at the beginning so i just wanted right, to get right. like you know recognized or famous photographers and just follow them for like a one an entire day and and at the beginning actually um <laughs> uh, the people here didn't like the idea that much. they thought that there were no like you know sales involved they were no like you know numbers and stuff like that and so at the beginning it was rough, but I had you know one of my bosses actually he is, was very open and he said, "You know what, just go and shoot just you know shoot a couple of episodes and and let's see what they think once you have a pilot and and this is actually a good advice like not just in a web but everywhere you know if people tell you yeah no don't do it or it's not gonna work but you're sure about that it, it's gonna work just do it <laughs> just shoot it you know even put your own money but if you're confident about it just shoot it and once you have something in your hand you can actually prove
0: to people you see this this works people actually like it when you were developing the show how did you Uh, like, did you have a concept in mind um, and you set out to purposefully create episodes that fit that concept? Or was it more general, like you wanted to do sort of like a day in the life and you kind of shoot it and see what you get? Or were you you making shot selections and creative choices based on a particular concept?
3: Yeah, so, I mean, my main goal was to, tell stories and since you know i was for a photo and video company um you know the best solution was to tell stories of actual photographers so at the beginning i basically reached out to a bunch of photographers not only instagram but also like um some of the famous photographer that we had here at Raman doing workshops and lectures and that kind of stuff um the problem is that i think most of the uh, established photographer are very like uh, prima donnas most of the time uh so they're kind of like in a heart to get a all you know a hold on to while right. you know these most of these kids on Instagram, even though they actually have a bigger um uh leverage on the on marketing nowadays uh they were a lot like more down to earth It's like oh yeah, sure, let's do it. Uh, I didn't have an Instagram at that time, so. It was great to see how much is community-based. So it's based on actual community of people helping each other and learning from each other and improving uh, his like their aesthetic um, thanks to an app. Um, so you know, I think after the first three episodes, I decided, oh well, yeah, this has to be basically it's an Instagram-based <laughs> show. Uh, but it wasn't that at the beginning. I just basically I learned about how powerful that app was doing the show.
0: I find it interesting that the original idea was to film high-profile, quote-unquote, regular photographers, but egos made that a little harder to do. Having worked with photographers in the industry for a long time, I could totally relate. No offense to those of you who are listening or photographers, just an experience that I've had whereas here were these millennials often with exponentially larger platforms and followers who are down to earth and willing to give up their time now i know there's a lesson in there somewhere and i wonder if it's the millennial mindset or the instagram mindset or maybe there's a little bit of both maybe one feeds the other huh i might have to do a podcast episode about that at some point at the end of the day funny enough, perhaps the hardest thing for a one-person band to do, is to figure out what to call and how to market themselves. I hate the word videographer. <laughs> I think, I i mean, I just hate the word video, full stop. That's internationally renowned filmmaker, DP, and camera review master Philip Bloom. Bloom needs no introduction, really, but on the off chance you don't know Mr. Bloom, he's one of the most followed filmmakers in the world.
1: Hey, man! Man on the right, man, it's with the middle.
0: His camera reviews have racked up hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of views. His website philipbloom.net gets over a million visitors a month. He shot for filmmakers like George Lucas, Morgan Spurlock, Albert Hughes, and last year he was the DP for CNN's show The Wonderless. And his epic camera reviews are like mini documentaries. Phil first appeared on the show way back in our very first official episode upload. It was the short Ends episode, What the Hell Are You? A funny yet poignant discussion with filmmakers about what we call or don't call ourselves. Here, Phil goes into a little bit deeper about what he calls himself and why. You know,
4: anytime we use the word video, uh, in professional, in, in actually defining a, a type of genre is music video. Yeah. We don't call it music films. Everything else, but you know, it's, it's then then you'll get somebody who's being a really pretentious bastard say, oh, you're not shooting on film, so you can't call it film, you're calling it video. I'm like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, you, right. know, you know, you're not a cinematographer because you, you're showing yourself your online. I'm like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> um... <laughs> If somebody is getting caught up with somebody else's definition of themselves, <laughs> then they really need to get a life. It's nothing, who cares what 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 Joe Bloggs if Joe Bloggs wants to call himself DP and he's 14 years old, good luck to him. That's none of your it's none of your concern. It shouldn't bother you. Um now you know it's about what you call yourself, and and, and it really is. It's just because you just, you have set, wear so many hats. I can't think of another phrase or any, any, a title which defines what I do. Uh, unless you start listing your skills director, DP, editor, producer, you know, it starts beginning, you know, yeah, you could do that if you want to, but I don't hire myself out as an editor or a producer. The only things I do out of those individually would be director and dp so sometimes i'll just direct sometimes i'll just be dp sometimes mm-hmm. i do them all mm-hmm. and so that's why it's it's not very accurate either so god sometimes i assist and sometimes i help out friends you know right. so it's oh so i do sound as well sometimes don't i when, when you you haven't got the budget of sound recorders so do i put sound recorders down as well um that's why i think people shouldn't get hung up on terms. If yeah. you want to call yourself that, that's absolutely fine. you want to call yourself auteur, artiste, you know, I don't really care. It's Be as pretentious as you want. How about just creator? Oh, that's okay. a good one. I just call myself creator. You're the Isn't creator. That- Hang on, that means you're God. That's not gonna work, is it? No, that's
1: not gonna work. No, that's that's gonna offend some people. Let's let's scrap that bit. So,
0: So all my one-person bands, all my multi-hyphenate artisans, all you DP slash editor slash colorist slash audio guys and gals. Know that you are a special breed, and the next time you doubt what you're capable of accomplishing, just remember that with a backpack, some comfortable shoes, one or two lenses, and a camera that can fit in the palm of your hand, you can literally capture the attention of the world. if you are a one-person band be sure to stay after the credits for a deal you won't want to miss Radio Film School is a production of Dreamer FM. This episode was written and produced by me, Chris Husledge, is our co-producer. Radio Film School is a proud member of the Podcastica Network, a small collection of pulp culture podcasts that cover topics from The Walking Dead to Game of Thrones to comic books to meditation and health. This and other great shows can be found at podcastica.com. Music for this episode was curated from freemusicarchive.org. Links to tracks are in the show notes. And speaking of music, don't forget to go to songfreedom.com radio and sign up for a new account to get a free standard Go Level license worth $30. When you support our sponsors, you support this show. Another great way that you can support the show is becoming a DareDreamer FM Premium member. Premium membership helps keep the show going and putting out great weekly content. For a monthly price about the same as a large gourmet coffee, you not only support the show, but you get access to ebooks, templates, and other resources to help you grow in your crafting career. For example, premium members get access to special bonus episodes like my full uncut interview with brandon lee which will be posted later this week brandon goes into how he gets clients from national geographic and other large international brands he works with he gets into why he does not use s-log which an overwhelming majority of sony shooters do use and much much more premium members also get access to the archive episodes of my last podcast crossing the 180 Currently, we have sets of interviews with Vimeo staff pick winners, DPs, wedding rock stars, and documentary filmmakers. Every month, I add more free content for premium members. Go to daredreamer.fm slash join to learn more. And if you're not ready to make a monthly commitment, another way you can support us is leaving a rating and review in iTunes. That's a huge, huge help for the show. You can follow me on Twitter at DareDreamerFM, and you can follow the show at Radio Film School. If you like this episode, share it on Twitter or email it to a friend you know who needs to hear this message. That's it for this week. I say it every week, and now the proof is in the pudding. If the story sucks, I don't care what you shot it with or cut it on. Arrivederci.
1: You handle it all, the business, the pitches, and the client relations, the pre-production, production, production, and post-production, the time management, stress, and self-motivation. You are a team of one, but that doesn't mean you have to be on your own island and figure everything out on your own.
0: That's an excerpt from Story & Heart's promotional video for their team of one filmmaking course. It's now part of their entire suite of tutorials in their Academy of Storytellers membership. This course includes over 20 video tutorials that covers everything from pre-production to post for a team of one filmmaker. It also goes into business practices, has templates and downloads, and you get to go behind the scenes on the set with Ray Sang, one of the Emmy Award winning filmmakers on the Still Motion team. This course alone is easily worth hundreds of dollars. But as an Academy of Storytellers member, you also get access to all of their nearly 150 tutorial lessons, including the new behind the scenes tutorial of Joe Simon's amazing and provocative short film, Low Tide. Now, here's why I'm telling you about all of this. But shh, gotta keep this on the down low. Don't tell anybody, it's just between me and you. If you go to daredreamer.fm slash team of one, that's all one word with one spelled out, and use my affiliate link on that page, you can get your first quarter of membership for only $90. It's normally $120. That's a 25% savings. For that price, you'll have access to their entire lineup of video tutorials from filmmakers like Still Motion, Joe Simon, Ryan Booth, Elaine McMillian Sheldon, and more. I mean, that's crazy. So go right now. It's daredreamer.fm slash team of one with the word one spelled out.
1: Join the Academy of Storytellers as we embark on a filmmaking course designed to help you create amazing films as a team of one. You'll go on set with Emmy Award winning filmmakers Ray Sang and Justin Demers. Hey there, Justin and Ray again from Story and Heart. As they share their tips, tricks, and secrets on all aspects of solo filmmaking. Individual lessons walk you through the entire filmmaking process, pre-production to post-production, from the perspective of a Team of One filmmaker. We are excited to share everything we know with you in this Team of One filmmaking course. Once you complete the course, you'll have the knowledge you need to confidently tackle all aspects of filmmaking and running a business as a solo creative. Team of One Filmmaking is just the start. When you join the Academy of Storytellers, you can experience a Team of One Filmmaking course and so much more. You'll learn from filmmakers like Joe Simon of The Delivery Men, Maddie Brown, Patrick Moreau and Joyce Sang of Stillmotion, Ryan Booth, Elaine McMillian Sheldon, Dan Reardon, and Dana Saint of Gnarly Bay, and many, many more. And just as importantly, you'll also learn from each other. You'll have exclusive access to over 145 tutorials with new ones added weekly interactive webinars, downloadable resources, and the Academy community of like-minded filmmakers. Gain the knowledge and the skills you need to be confident on set. Leave your clients wowed, setting yourself up for a successful career doing exactly what you love, making films.
0: You're listening to Dare Dreamer FM,
2: the sound of creative expression. Hmm? Ah! On oh. Cats to go.